This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. If you've never listened to this show before, my goal as your host is to interview people from a variety of backgrounds who are doing a lot of different things as entrepreneurs. Oftentimes, it's people who felt that they had their ladder against the wrong wall, which I know from talking to people who listen to this show, many of you are are crying out, trying to go do something that's better fit for you. And that's why I interview successful entrepreneurs from all different types of fields, because that just exposes us all to think bigger and find new pathways. It has been over three and a half years, over 350 episodes, and uh, we're not stopping. The show's just starting to get good. So uh, keep tuning in, tell your friends about it, jump over to iTunes and subscribe, leave a review, and uh, be part of the Cool Things community. So today's episode, we're going to talk sales. I have with me an expert in sales, and her name is Ginny Bellinger, and she started off her life in career, if you will, as a middle school teacher. I think maybe she taught science, if I remember correctly, and then she went into the direct sales world, and now she started her own business a while back, a little more than a year ago, where she specializes in teaching sales to people who are in that direct sales world. But as we all know, selling is the key to any type of business, and she's really smart about it. So I wanted to make sure that she had a chance to come on here and talk about just ways we can all sell better, no matter what we do for a living. We'll talk a little bit about the direct sales, MLM, and that whole world also. So Jenny, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm so excited to be here. So I don't really read like the bios that people's PR people send to me. I just kind of give the way I describe it is if we were in a bar together and somebody says, hey, your friend Jenny's really cool. What does she do? That's how I introduce it. But why don't you go a little more formal and tell us who is Jenny Ballinger and, and what do you do? Well, it, the, the quick, short, dirty answer is I'm a direct sales coach. Um, I have been in the world of coaching people in direct sales for over seven years, but I went out and started my own business about a year ago um, because I realized I had so much more to offer people outside of the company that I was working with and wanted to help more people succeed in direct sales because I saw that there were so many people coming in and leaving, coming in and leaving. And I, I was trying to figure out what I was doing that was making me so successful versus these people who just were giving up, couldn't cut it, whatever you want to call it. And I wanted to help more people succeed. And I think that comes from my educational background of, okay, what can I do? What can I learn? How now, how can I teach others? So let's talk about that for a minute. A lot of people who go into teaching, people become teachers for a wide variety of reasons, but it's hardly usually the person who's like super entrepreneurial who says, yes, I want to go be a middle school teacher. So, (laughs) so tell me about your early days. You got your teaching credential and you were a teacher. What was that like? 
Um, it was fun. I had honestly the coolest teaching job in the history of ever. Wow. Um, you don't, you don't I, hear that. I will be honest. I don't hear that from a lot of former teachers. No, you really don't. Um, for me, I was not working in a traditional school. I was working at a location where kids came to us as a field trip destination. Um, it's a place called the Challenger Learning Center. It was started by the families of the Challenger tragedy from 1986. And basically, we took kids on missions to space. And I put air quotes around that. Um, and so we were letting them see that this science, math, engineering, technology, the language arts, the history, all that stuff they were learning in school being used in a real world situation. Um, and so how could you not love that job? It was a great teaching uh, opportunity. But in that position, I was actually the education coordinator. So I put together the lesson plans that got the teachers ready. So then it was a major part of my job was to train the teachers on how to run those lesson plans to get the kids ready to come see us. So um, when I got pregnant with my first, um, I was not ready and willing to keep working in order to pay for daycare. Yeah, that, make, that makes total sense. So what led you then to, to becoming an entrepreneur, to going into the direct sales field, first of all, and then doing what you're doing now? Well, um, I found my direct sales business on accident, <laughs> which is really funny because I was like a professional hostess. Everybody knew Jenny was having a party every four to six weeks or so. It was just a matter of, is she? are we going to go play with skincare products? Are we going to go like, learn to cook something with this kitchen gadget company. Like what, what were we going to do at Jenny's house? Right. Um, but I got invited to a fashion show here in the St. Louis area, which is where I'm from. And while I was there, it was just this really cool opportunity and I couldn't pass it up. It, it, it seemed like it was a no risk, no brainer. Like why, why would you say no to this opportunity? You'd have to be a moron. So <laughs> So I said, yes. And within a week, I was absolutely just decided, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really, really, really do this. And went ahead and started getting books on business and going online and, and researching the, how to be successful in direct sales and all this stuff because I, I didn't want to screw this up. <laughs> so so I asked before we started recording, I asked about the difference between direct sales and MLM. And you pointed out that there was a difference. And I said, hold it, let's share it with everybody. So so what as you were learning about direct sales, what's the difference between MLM and direct sales? So in both in both cases, direct sales and MLM, there's some sort of product or service that you're selling, right? The difference comes in how the team building um, comes into play. So with, with direct sales, when you recruit somebody, they're on your team. They're just, they go directly under you no matter what, right? They're, but they are directly connected to you. In multi-level marketing, when you recruit someone in, you may or may not put them directly under you. You might put them under, you know, team A, which might be struggling in sales and you, and you have a feeling this person's going to be really good in sales. So you put them in on team A. So they meant they're still under you, but they're under, they might be five levels down hmm. kind of thing. So it's the multi-level, you can put them anywhere. So it's the way so, it's structured essentially. Yeah. It's, it's the structure of team building. So with direct sales, you hire someone or well, recruit someone, sponsor someone, whatever the term is, whenever within the company, they're direct to you. Awesome. So, mm -hmm. so now that you've been doing, you did that for a long time. Now you're coaching. 
What do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur versus having to be at school at seven every morning and, you know, have to grade papers? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that if I, if I want to, if I want to sleep in, I can. <laughs> you, you, have I kids. A- you have kids, you never get to sleep in. I do occasionally from time to time. Um, they're luckily old enough so that they are pretty self-sufficient now. Um, so they can get up in the morning, get themselves breakfast, get dressed, all that kind of stuff. They sometimes need a little encouragement. <laughs> but that's why I have an echo in my bedroom and <laughs> the app on my phone. And I can talk to them in the kitchen and be like, girls, mommy's trying to sleep. Finish getting ready for bed <laughs> or finish getting ready for school. And I'm like, zonk back out. <laughs> <laughs> Technology at its best. Parenting from the bedroom. Yeah, there's an, pretty there's much. an app for that. Yeah, it's it, it, here's the thing: is it, mommy's better when she's got enough sleep. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, is there anything you don't love about it? Are there ever days you think, you know, if I had just stayed in teaching, it would be so much easier? Um, I think maybe at this point, because I'm still getting my business really rocking and rolling. Um, I'd say the consistent paycheck was really kind of nice, um, but the hours to work for the consistent paycheck, not worth it. So yeah, still not going back to, to teaching. No. So, no, no, no. you know, my opinion is it doesn't matter what business you're in. The foundation of business is sales. So what does someone need to know if they want to be an entrepreneur, whether they want to work in a direct sales type line or they mm-hmm. want to start their own consulting business or they want to sell, you know, dog squeaky toys? What do people really need to know about sales? Well, really, the one of the cool things that I've learned in my time is that the, the word sales comes from an old English word um, called, uh, which was sealer, which means to give. Hmm. Okay, it's about giving. Nice. So when when you approach the sales process as a way to offer what is best for all parties involved rather than what's the next paycheck that I can get? Can I, can I upsell them to as much as conceivably possible, whether it's good for them or not? When you can put it in the perspective of doing whatever is best for the person sitting across from you, they're more likely to send you referrals. They're more likely to come back and buy from you again because they didn't feel like you were out to get them. They really honestly believe that you were there to do what was best for them. So that's so interesting because I was just working with someone the other day who really doesn't like going to networking functions. And I told her, I said, when you go into a networking function, instead of going in thinking you have to meet somebody, go in with the attitude of, I need to meet one person who I can help meet somebody who will help them do better in their career, whether it's a potential client or a mentor or a vendor they could use. And she told me, my God, it's so much different when you're meeting people and you're really trying to make sure before you go home, you find one person you can help. She goes, it changes the whole evening. And she didn't hate the next networking event she went to. Yeah, I I 100% agree. A really great salesperson is all about relationship. It's all about developing that relationship, that trust, getting to know them, what are their needs, what are their wants, and how can you best serve them? And there are times when your product or service is not going to be what's best for them. And if you point them in the right right direction, they're still going to have a whole lot of respect for you. And you're still going to look like a freaking hero (laughs) to that person. And they're going to want to, you know, somehow give back in one way or another. So it might be that they go, well, look, 
you know, Tom is really freaking awesome because he, you know, he, he said, look, I'm not the speaker for you. You guys want this person who talks about this instead, you know? So they're going to go, they're going to maybe go try and find a speaking engagement for you. That's a better fit for you. It's just amazing how those things come back to you. Well, and I've found in my business as a speaker, one of the things I'm really big at is trying to give referrals to other speakers because sometimes I'm not the right fit. Sometimes I'm booked or sometimes I just worked for that client. And they want to have a different keynote the next year. And so I refer a lot of people. And what I've found is not only are the, is the client happy to see that, wow, you know, and I don't, I don't get a commission from it. Some speakers make referrals and then immediately ask for a commission. And I, you know, sometimes people send me something. Someone sent me a runner's watch once, uh, you know, and they say, thanks for referring me. But, but I I don't, I don't require, I'm not a speaker's bureau, so I don't require a payment. And I tell people all the time, you don't have to pay me a commission. I'd rather you refer me to someone else because that would be a lot more valuable to me. And I found that some speakers don't, but I found others who like they become my sales force for like a year until they can find somebody that they can say, he's great, he's great, hire him. And then they're like sigh for relief that they paid me back. And people are like, how come you refer so much? I'm like, because I get referrals because I do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm in a, a rather large referral organization called B&I. Mm -hmm. And through that, one of the top things that I refer to are other coaches, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm a direct sales coach. So if someone comes to me and they are, you know, a top level CEO, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not my wheelhouse. Could I potentially help them? Yeah. But is that my going to be the, in their best interest? No. Right. So I'm going to introduce, introduce them to a coach who works with CEOs, executives. You know, that's not my thing. I want to work with the people who are building a, you know, a small private business with the help of another company. So That's when, what I do. When people go into business for themselves, and I'm sure it's the same when they go to work for a direct sales company as, as anything else, what are some of the biggest mistakes that, or, or mindset issues they have around sales? Um, first of all, at least in the direct sales realm, and this is probably true out in the tradi traditional business world, um, I'd say they, they don't want to appear naggy. They don't want to seem pushy, salesy. They, they don't want to be seen as like that used car sales guy to use a, you know, common stereotype, which I know lots of used car salesmen who are not <laughs> stereotypical, right? Right. Um, but they, they don't want to be seen as pushy, naggy, whatever. So they don't follow up. So they don't follow up. So follow up is the, is the number one thing. And, it, and sometimes they assume follow up means contacting that person again and say, so, hey, do you want to buy something from me? <laughs> it's like, no, sometimes follow-up is like, hey, it was great to have a conversation with you. I'd love to sit down and have coffee with you. Can we get together next week? That's follow-up. You know, so, so, so your first tip was it's, sales is all about relationships. And your second tip is the follow-up. Mm -hmm. What's your last tip? What's one more thing you would tell your clients when it comes to being successful for sales? My last best tip is networking. People don't network the right way. They assume that networking, like good networking is going into an event and giving out as many of their business cards as possible, right? They, they go in like freaking poker dealers, like throwing out their business cards to people. And they feel like the more people they give their card to, the better. And really, when you're networking, if you want to effectively network, it's really about connecting. So if there's a room of 200 people, your goal should not be to talk to 100 of them in a two or three hour event. In a, 
you know, two or three hour event, 200 people, you should really talk to probably about 10 people, have really great conversations with them. And again, be looking out for how can you help them, just like you were talking, talking about to that other person. Well, and I think 10 might even be a lot. I mean, sometimes I tell people, just go in, just meet three people. If, if you're, you know, right. if, 10, if but, 10 scares you, meet three. Right. But if it's like a two or three hour event, so I'm talking like this is going to oh, be over true. the course of multiple hours. If, if, you're, if you can physically only be there for an hour because you're going after work and you got to get home and feed the kids, whatever it may be, you know, then yeah, two or three people max is probably all you want to hit. But if over the course of a multi-hour event, have, you know, five great conversations or, you know, maybe 10 max, but, you know, you really don't want to be running around saying, hi, I'm Jenny. Here's my card. I'm Jenny. I'm Jenny. Here's my card. I'm Jenny. Here's my card. Yeah. I, I will not give someone my card unless they ask for it. I don't, you know, even at the new media summit where we met. I didn't give you my one sheet until you asked for it. Right. Yeah, no, I definitely, there were a lot of people who were like, here, book me for your show. It's like, whoa, I'm having a beer. So, right, yeah. exactly. Walk away so, with a stack of one sheets in my pocket. Yeah, I never want to feel like I'm a poker dealer. I want to <laughs> feel like people are actually wanting to connect with me. And if if that's the way they feel and they ask for my card, I will actually give it out. So sure. effective networking would be you know, my number three for sure. sure. No, that's, those are awesome tips. And I think that works for every single industry that's out there. So when people go into business for themselves, they get so excited. They have so much potential and everybody around them thinks, yay, they're going to do this. And then oftentimes the results don't match what we all believed our own potential or the potential of others were. Why do you think there's a gap between potential and results for entrepreneurs? Um, I, I think what it really comes down to is, are they setting good measurable goals because, you know, there's the potential to make 100000 in direct sales. Yes. Are, or in any sales. Yes. But it's just a matter of setting a reasonable goal in your first year. Are you necessarily going to do that if you're selling a $100 product? Right. That well, might be a little bit harder, right? It, it's really setting reasonable expectations, reasonable goals, and, and maybe a little bit of a stretch, but going for it. And so I think it, it, what it is is, I mean, honestly, if you look at the statistics, I think they say something like only not, only 3% of people in the world actually write down their goals. Mm, it's a small percentage. Yeah, I know that. And and the other thing is, is you also touched on the fact that those goals have to be realistic. I see it all the time in the speaking industry. There's all these courses that people can take, like make a million dollars speaking or, you know, be a $20,000 keynoter. And I'll tell you what, I know people who are $20,000 keynoters. And if you're not famous, I don't, I don't know how you do it at that level. So what I, what my advice to people is, you know, go sell it at a more reasonable rate. So I had a friend who was charging like $3,000 and she's great. And everybody said, Oh, you're like a $15,000 speaker. So she raised her fees and she got no business. And I said, you know, you were charging three. Why don't you go sell it at five for a while, you know, and build that reputation realistically rather than going, you know, from that and, you know, she was like, no, no, no. And then she realized she had to pull, if she wanted to work, she was going to have to be realistic. And it's nice to have pipe dreams and have all these people who go, oh, make a billion dollars, you know, while you sleep, have a four hour work week. The reality is for a lot of us, we have 60 hour work weeks and we have to grow it step by step by step. So I think your, your point's well taken. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really about having something that you feel is reasonable, 
but might cause you to do a little extra each week. Yeah, push um, yourself in order for sure. to do that. Yeah, yeah, you you definitely you don't want to set a goal of like, oh, I want to talk to five people this week. Well, you got five days in a week. How many people are you going to talk to? <laughs> yeah, I did that. I, I work with a coach, and and she said, you know, how many outbound emails are you going to send this week? And I said fifteen, and she goes, really? Because that's three a day. How about right. twenty five? And I was like. And she was like, you know, you, you could do 10 a day. She goes, but I'll let you off with five. I was like, okay. You know, she was right. Push myself a little more. Hey, Jenny, I've got more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Jenny Bellinger. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Jenny, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? Oh, um, I, what I'm most excited about right now is I'm, I've actually partnered with assessments 24 seven. Um, and I'm offering a really cool thing, uh, called sales IQ, which was developed by Jim Cathcart, Dr. Tony Alessandra, and one of the biggest names in sales gurus, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer. And so what it is, is it's an assessment that I do that it's, an online link sent to the people who want to do it. And then I coach them on it afterwards. So it checks their, uh, it checks their strengths in sales and it, and, and it shows the areas where they have room for growth. And then I can actually give them, you know, two or three actionable steps in their areas for growth to improve their sales process. And which generally means it's going to lead to them making more money. That's awesome. That That's excellent. So is that something that's like an add-on to what you're already doing? Is that like an additional cost if they want to go down that path? Yeah, it, it can be done completely alone or it can be done in conjunction with my coaching. So I've got some clients who are doing it um, along with me and I have other people who say, I just want to do that, that sales thing that you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So good. So if someone is listening to this and, and they need a little bit of, of sales IQ on themselves, they can contact you and they can take that quiz and or then hire you to work with them. Absolutely. So how would people contact you if they needed that service? Uh, probably the best, easy, easiest way to get a hold of me would be uh, through my website, which is levelupcoachllc.com. Second easiest way to get a hold of me is through Facebook because I know my direct sales tribe. That's where they all are. They're all on Facebook. So um, again, facebook.com slash level up coach LLC. Awesome. So Jenny, I ask everyone who comes on the show because we could talk about you and your career forever. But I ask everybody who comes on the show who they think is cool out in the entrepreneur sphere because let's face it, good entrepreneurs, they're observers. So they're watching. So who do you see out there where you think, wow, she or he, they're, they're really cool? Hmm. I'd have to say in the direct sales world, it was, it, it, it's actually uh, the person who was my mentor in direct sales. 
um, just because she is so good at what she does because she's not just about the sales. She's all about leadership. And she's the one who who said, OK, here, read this Jack Canfield book. Read read this book. Read Like she didn't just say, you know, here, let me tell you all of these things. She's like, here's the book I'm reading. And so she's so great. So her name is Mary Grace Lewandowski. She is fabulous. Um, in the direct sales world, she she is a powerhouse, an absolute powerhouse. Um, and for someone who's like five foot two, that's saying something. <laughs> she's tiny. It's a small <laughs> powerhouse, but a powerhouse. A small, uh, right. She's amazing. Um, in terms of other entrepreneur, uh, other entrepreneurs, hmm. I don't. I'll, I'll just. I, I got to say, Mary Grace. She's that's just amazing. That, that's awesome. So the last question I ask everybody, because I think entrepreneurs want to do more than just make money. Although making money is great, but I think that people also want to leave their mark behind. So I love to find out what people do to give back to the greater good, whether it's where they volunteer or a charity they support or something else. So, so what do you do? So uh, me and my company, my LLC, give back uh, time, talent, and resources to a local non-for-profit here. It's called Call for Help. It helps. um, They've got a lot of different divisions, but the area that I help with the most are the area of sexual assault uh, victims who are coming through that process. So um, they are utilizing my coaching services in order to help these women see a light at the end of the tunnel because they are in a point where they can't even imagine having a goal because they're just trying to survive at this moment. And so what I'm trying to do is, is get them into a place where they're ready to look forward and move forward and take those goals and chunk them down into things that they can do in order to, to walk towards those goals. Mm, I, think that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, that's a, wonder, a wonderful cause and a wonderful way to use your talents to help other people. And I've been asking this question now for over 300 plus interviews. And it's so interesting to see all the different ways that people who are entrepreneurs are really touching the world. And I think that's something we don't think about when we're thinking about entrepreneurship is in addition to the money that people are making and the companies they're growing, these people are really doing things to give back. So, Jenny Bellinger, thank you so much for being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Oh, thanks for having me. I I totally love how this is really like a, a true conversation and not like an interview. Yeah, I it try to so make it fun. I try to make it like we're having a glass of wine in a bar, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, that's just sort of the thing. And, and I say it every time. Thank you to the audience, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a show. So if you like the show, go ahead, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, tell your friends you listen to cool things entrepreneurs do, or send me a tweet or an email at cool podcast or Tom at TomSinger.com. And just let me know that you're listening to the show, because if you've made it all the way to the here at the end, you must like it because you always had that skip button if you didn't. So thank you again for being part of this. Check us out. Find out more information about everything we're doing. You can find me at TomSinger.com, and you can find out about the group coaching program at PotentialMastermind.com, because a lot of people feel there's a gap between their potential and their results, and I'm trying to help people fix it. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Jenny Ballinger. I mean, we're going to try, right? But we'll see. Hey, but in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.